asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, so whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well, what better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I'm Matt. And today we're answering the question, do you need a financial advisor? All right, Matt, that's right. Coming up on the show, we're going to answer that question. There's certainly a lot of nuance to it, but we're going to refer back to our episode nine, retirement investing is simpler than you think. We're going to talk about how expensive a financial advisor can be and the different types that there are out there. So what to look for if you are shopping for one and ultimately whether or not we think that people should be paying money to someone every year to get financial advice. But before we get too far into this, we definitely want people to know that the two dudes drinking beer on a podcast are not financial professionals and we probably oh, yeah. shouldn't be <laughs> shouldn't be looked upon as such. Yeah, man, that's a nice little uh, disclaimer to put out there. A little COA just in case. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, man, we've been doing this now for over four months. You know, we, we kind of hit the four month mark. So I feel like we're professionals. Oh, totally. Are you, re- you ready to go full time yet? Uh, I mean, I think anybody listening to this knows those guys have raw talent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably really impressed at this point that we've even made it four months together uh, doing this. And I think, I think we're crushing it though. I'm having a blast. Yeah. It's, it's fun to get together and drink beers and talk about the stuff we care about. And I think it's really fun to interact with the people that are listening, that care about the stuff we care about. Uh, that's, that's been the best part to me. Yeah. It's uh, definitely been a lot of fun. I guess the reason I said four months too, that's how long I had considered uh, starting my own business back when I had first started uh, doing photography. So I kind of kicked it around a little bit on the side. But after four months is when I was like, okay, no, I'm doing this for real full time. 
and went after it 100%. So we're supposed to quit our day jobs now? Or yeah, what? I'm just saying. We did just sit in the bar kind of high there uh, back then when I had zero kids, zero responsibility, basically, <laughs> except for to Kate. And, uh, and, and you like literally could eat ramen every night to cover for your lack of income. And we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. Cool, man. So before we get talking about financial advisors, let's uh, let's talk about our beer. Yeah. Allagash was kind enough to send us a couple different varieties of beer, uh, one of which we'll be partaking in tonight. Allagash Curio. Let me pop it. Yeah, Curio, man. It has been years since I've had this beer. Yeah, so Allagash has apparently been around since 1995. So they're one of the old school players in the craft beer world here in the United States. They're out of Portland, Maine, which, by the way, we were just having a discussion on our Facebook group this week about how amazing Portland, Maine is. Uh, And Allagash is a must-see, a must-visit. They make some really, really amazing beers. Yeah, I feel like Allagash in general is kind of like world-class, like all around. Like their beers, like their sort of approach to the industry... Marketing's pretty awesome too, <laughs> uh, but specifically, what's awesome about this beer, uh, and again, thank you guys for sending this down, is that these are twelve ounce bottles of Curio, which you can't get that in Georgia yet. So that's pretty sweet. We're like maybe the first guys. I don't know, probably not the first guys in the entire state, but we'll say it. We're the first guys. Yeah, first guys in the state to uh, be drinking Curio out of twelve ounce bottles. Uh, normally, they're in a large format, so the seven fifty bottles, the bombers, and. Man, being able to drink delicious beers like this out of a 12 ounce is just so much better. You don't have to team up with a buddy, you know, to, to go in together and drink one of these beers. You can just crack one open on a, on a weekday night like we normally drink. I think the, the main reason I love the move from like larger formats to four packs is especially if it's a beer that ages well. I love to crack oh, one yeah. like when I first get it and then age one or two and see what it tastes like in a year or two. So if it's like a in particular, if it's a bourbon barrel aged stout or uh, a sour beer or something that does just hang out well in my cellar, I love to to let those hang and see what they taste like years down the road and just kind of look at them every now and again and give a little smile and <laughs> and just think about that beer. Again, you smiling at your beers. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's weird. But <laughs> somebody walks into the kitchen and you're just standing there in front of the pantry just smiling. Hey, there are worse <laughs> things I could be doing. That's for sure. But uh, so my only here's my only problem with that is do you remember like exactly what it tastes like? It's like certainly you can have a general feel for the beer like right when you cracked it versus how it is a year later. But I'm just so technically, I guess, minded and oriented. I would want another fresh one that's recently been bottled and then one that's been aged and then one that's been aged for a year and so on, you know, like the vertical, like having multiple years. Sure. I love verticals because then you can have all the different beers all at once that have been aged differently. And having that side-by-side comparison, for me at least... I really like that. Yeah, I don't think my memory is good enough to say, oh man, that beer t- had exactly these notes or was better in this way or that way. But e- more than anything, it's it's like a nostalgia to bring that beer back and say, I, you know, I remember really enjoying this right, and then right. enjoying it again a year later or, so- or something. I find that really fun and, and, and a great reason to package beers in four packs. And so I'm glad that uh, a standout beer like Curio is now available in four packs where we live. So it is uh, a Belgian style golden ale aged in bourbon barrels. And that's not typically what you see. Most bourbon barrel aged beers are like stouts and porters. And so it's been forever, forever since I've had this beer. I'm really excited to have it again. Yeah. I just don't have just Belgian beers all that often. It pours a nice golden color. You can see through it. 
Got a nice little white bubbly head. You can smell those bourbon vanilla notes, man. Oh, man, something else I remember, too. I think this is the first barrel-aged beer I think I ever had. Really? Yeah, like I'm going to guess six years ago, six, seven years ago. And because of that, I fell in love with it because I'd never had a beer that had been aged in bourbon barrels before. And for the longest time, this was real high up on my list of, of, of favorite beers. So I'm really excited to go back to it, man. That is not a style that anybody else makes that I know of, <laughs> like golden ale aged in bourbon barrels. Mm. And it's not a style that in my mind, I'm like, yes, please give me one of those. But holy mackerel, that is absolutely delicious. That is really good. I feel like the bourbon only kind of accentuates some of those flavors going on in the base beer. It's refreshing. It's got a light mouthfeel, but with that bourbon undertone that just kind of ties it all together. Yes. This reminds me too, man, how many great old school beers there are. Like this is one of the sort of first craft beers that made its way around the country. I, you know, I think it was Allagash's first barrel aged beer as well. And since then, there have been tons of amazing, not only beers, but just entire genres like styles of beer. And so to kind of go back to this, it's kind of refreshing to taste something that you haven't had in forever and not just sort of embarred yourself with sort of these new styles that guys are, you know, throwing milk sugars and fruit and all this other stuff into their beers, you know, trying to push the envelope. It's kind of good to go back to something that's tried and true. That's just really, I mean, world class is like the best way to describe it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Kind of more of a staple. Yeah. I was yeah. Talk, talking to Emily, telling her that we were going to drink you know, an Allagash beer on the, on the podcast tonight. And she said, man, I think Allagash White was literally the first craft beer I ever oh, yeah. had. And I think that's probably the case for a lot of people. They were drinking, you know, crummy beers like Blue Moon <laughs> <laughs> or what it's something else made by, you know, Dude, we had Blue Moon at our wedding. At our oh. <laughs> I think I had maybe High Life at my wedding. So <laughs> it, it was all about the each other place. Yeah, yeah, it was all about the low expense <laughs> ratio on that one. But yeah, Allagash White was probably for a lot of people that first real craft beer that they got into mm -hmm. because they were drinking some of those like lighter hef style yeah, you know, easier beers to where, drink beers where you put an orange on top yeah. <laughs> and then exactly. you know, allagash whites is perfect transition but it's like but it's such a better version of it yeah, yeah but it's so yeah. much better it's like this is what you were drinking but like done right exactly yeah. exactly and people oh okay all right i get that that's i see so why people are into it yeah that's so funny man one of the earliest experiences i have at a local bar at a local brew pub indicator at brick store was going in there with Kate and I think her parents, my in-laws, and specifically I remember somebody ordering an Allagash White because it's sort of kind of high on the list. You know, it's something that they always have. So it's like, all right, this is going to be something good. And yeah, it's just like you said, one of those originals, kind of like one of those gateway craft beers, uh, if, if you will. So yeah, if you were to make a list of like five gateway craft beers, that would easily <laughs> be on there. It would, it would be like that. Certainly, yeah. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale it'd be fun to kind of come up with a list at some point of those, but the, yeah, like, those I are the two that. that immediately come to my mind. Mm -hmm. Those would be two of the, of the top five on my list that that's how people broke into craft beer. All right, Matt, onto the topic of the day. Do you need a financial advisor? So generally speaking, no. Uh, I mean, there's certain situations like uh, a divorce or a complicated inheritance sort of situation that might call for it. Um, but for the vast majority of folks and definitely for the, the most folks that are listening to this, I would say, yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. What do financial advisors purport to help you with? I mean, I think there are a wide range of things that many financial advisors would say that they offer. And that can be from financial goal setting to managing your cash flow to thinking through what happens if someone dies or if someone in your family becomes disabled. 
They can help you think about you know life insurance, uh, creating a will. Most of those topics are important to think about. Uh, the, the question comes down to, should you be paying a professional to help you plan those areas of your life out? Yeah, Joel. I, th- I mean, I think that's the absolute question that you need to be asking yourself. Most of the time, some of these scenes can be figured out just by thinking about it, right? I think about the, the episode we did, like the why behind money. Like talk about goal setting <laughs> and as far as like what to do with your money. That's when you're going to come up with your plan. You just have to give it some time and some intention and some thought and also do some Google searching. There's a lot of information out there that a lot of folks have already put out there and have given real life examples. And a ton of that is very, very easy to uh, implement in your own life. Yeah, I think probably a couple of the main reasons that's, that people decide to go see a quote-unquote financial advisor is because either one, they're a little bit lazy. They haven't done the research and they don't really know what to do with their money. And they just, they decide, you know, maybe they're 35 and something happens in their family or maybe they're 50 and something happens with their job. But some sort of life event usually comes upon somebody and they decide, you know what, now is the time for me to take action and get involved in my finances and and start saving for the future. I guess the right thing to do is to go see a financial advisor. Uh, and so it's usually a, out of a life event that people launch into this and decide yeah. to pick somebody out of the yellow pages and go sit down and talk to somebody. Oh, yellow pages, man. You're like taking it back to the 90s. Or yellowpages.com. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think the reason people feel that way too is that it can be overwhelming. You know, if you haven't given any thought to your money basically at all, and then all of a sudden you're sort of faced with, with these decisions that need to be made and you start thinking through it, well, yeah, it can kind of be crippling. <laughs> but, you know, if you start thinking through it, I mean, again, like almost all the things you already mentioned, like these are things that we've even already talked about. We've only been doing this podcast for like a few months, but we've already covered cash flow, right? What is that? You know, managing your, your, your spending and your saving. Well, that's a budget, like the goal setting. Well, that's the why behind money. You know, like, yeah, we haven't done one yet on disability insurance or life insurance, things like that. That might be a sad episode. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> if you died, is your family going to be okay? But it's an important thing to, yeah, to no, broach it's, and to it's, consider. it's definitely true. And Maybe because it is kind of a bummer, we, we've kind of avoided it. Maybe that's one that'll end up on the short list and we'll get to that sooner than later. But these are things that can be done incrementally and that shouldn't be overwhelming because they're complicated. They're fairly simple things that if you just tackle it one step at a time. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. And if you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade, lounge access... Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000 plus five-star reviews. 
It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Cachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using cachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out cachava. Just go to cachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money i'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans we always like to get the families together matt for a week yeah, at the we beach do. every single summer we've already got that trip to saint simon's on the calendar pump for that but sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host, or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, Or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. So we just talked through some of the things, right, that a financial advisor can help you sort of think through and plan and and navigate the waters of personal finance. A lot of the questions that we see out there have mainly to do with investing. And so that's what we're going to spend the rest of the podcast talking about. Specifically, is a financial advisor necessary when it comes to retirement investing? Yeah, Matt. So the financial services industry tries to overcomplicate things. There are a billion products that are offered with a variety of different claims. And ultimately, most of those things are crap. You don't need to know about them. And so learning how to invest your money so that it's working for you and not making someone else rich is really an empowering thing. Yeah, Joel, another reason to consider not having a financial advisor is if you have just you know a lower income and if your assets are, are simpler. When you make less, these fees really cut into your income. Even though a lot of these different companies work off of a percentage, there's still sort of a minimum, right? Like sort of a threshold, a bar to entry uh, that you need to have before they'll even kind of take you in, before they'll even consider you. So yeah, it's definitely something else to consider. Most people in America make less than 150000 Most people in America make less than $100,000 a year. Yeah. And so let's say you're getting that 401k match and you're trying to figure out where to go next to put a little bit of extra retirement money. There's a lot of people like that that are trying to go see a financial advisor. There's a lot of people that have just a small amount of of assets that they're trying to invest. 
and they want to pay a premium to talk to somebody to make sure they're doing the right thing. And I think more than anything, that's what I want to warn people against in this episode. If you're in that category of normal American income, you don't want to be paying a huge portion of your investable assets to someone to tell you how to invest that money. Or just to like maybe tell you to just get out of debt. <laughs> you know, like that money could be, you know, be better spent towards paying off debt or paying off credit cards or something like that. That maybe should be obvious, but you know, this is just not something that you're, you might be thinking of at the time. You think there's something more complicated or, or fancy that needs to take place when in reality, it's like, well, maybe you should just put that towards paying off debt. So here was the way I thought about it. Let's say you have a normal sized American lawn that needs to be mowed every week and a half. And you go out and you hire the guy that is the groundskeeper for your local major league ballpark. <laughs> say, can you come mow my lawn and make it look pristine? And he says, sure, but I, I normally work on these these major ballparks. You know, my, my time's worth a lot. Okay. I like where you're going. I, I can make your lawn look pretty amazing, but it's going to cost a lot of money yeah, because yeah. I'm a baller. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so obviously you wouldn't, jump into that relationship. You wouldn't pay a guy a premium that is well above what anybody else would charge to mow your lawn. Instead of doing that, the, the much better decision would be to buy your own lawnmower and start cutting your own grass and maybe buy an edger on top and, <laughs> and right in a blower and you can make it look semi-professional. But I think a lot of people in America are in that situation where they have a normal lawn that's easily maintained on their own and they decide to do something crazy like hire somebody to give them input on their small amount of assets or their small amount of money that they have to invest every month. Right. And ultimately, it eats into their growth and it does great damage to their ability to retire early. Yeah, man, I like that analogy. So another reason why you should consider not having a financial advisor is like you said, I mean, they can be expensive. And when you have a small, a smaller portfolio, you know, of assets, or you know, like you were saying, a smaller lawn, you go to an advisor, and they're going to take a decent percentage of what you're going to earn is going to go towards paying them. And there's different ways that they can be paid. Um, you've got fee only or fee based, and then you've got commission based, and they are not all created equal. Best case scenario, you found somebody that is fee only, where they either have a flat rate uh, or they bill hourly. Yeah. And if you are going to hire a financial advisor, that's the best way to go because... Yeah, that's the best case scenario. There are a lot of hidden fees with most of the other ways that an advisor can be compensated. So for instance, there are also fee-based planners. And so they charge a fee, but then they also might make commissions off of products that they sell you on top of that. So at least you know if you visit a fee-only advisor, you've worked out hopefully an hourly rate that they're getting paid and you know exactly what they're getting compensated for and that whatever they recommend to you, they believe is in your best interest as a fiduciary. They're not trying to sell you things that are going to make them additional money. Hey, Joel, you mentioned fiduciaries. So you want to define exactly what that is? Yeah, Matt, a fiduciary has a legal standard and a moral standard to do what is in your best interest with your money. So for instance, they wouldn't recommend to you an annuity that earns them high commissions or isn't best for your scenario just because it made them more dollars. Right. Higher percentage rate that they're making commission on. Right. Ultimately, if you're considering hiring somebody to help you with your investments, that is the first question you want to ask them. Are you a fiduciary? If they're not a fiduciary, you want to walk out the door right then and there because that fiduciary standard is crucial to knowing that you're going to get the unbiased advice that you need. Yeah. Not all financial planners are fiduciaries. And I mean, 
like how much sense does it make to go to somebody <laughs> and like ask them for advice on something that you should do with your money that is going to make them money? You know, it's just like, well, of course you're going to probably mention the products that make them twice as much in commission than the basic sort of product that's just going to be great for you, but certainly not the best for them. It's kind of surprising that there's not a more sort of rigorous standard, I guess. Like I know this exists, but it's just crazy that not everyone is required to, to go by that. You know, like anybody can call themselves a financial advisor and that doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't speak to their knowledge and, and what they're capable of. It just means that that's just sort of what they do. Yeah. I mean, I think there are a couple problems in the industry as a whole, right? There's first off, yeah, there, there isn't really a standard and, and the Department of Labor tried to kind of come up with a standard and that's kind of been walked back. And so for a minute, it looked like anybody giving investment advice was going to have to be a fiduciary. Well, that's kind of been backtracked. And so that's not really the case anymore. So you really have to watch your own back. No one else is watching it for you. Mm. Yeah. And let's talk about the fact that financial planner is kind of a vague term as well. It, yeah. I'm a financial planner, Joel. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Almost anybody can Did call you know? themselves that. But, but what does it mean in actuality? And what is their obligation to you? And so those are the questions that you have to ask yourself and ask the person that you're potentially going to work with. And ultimately, it, it, it can be kind of a, a shady area because of the fact that there aren't many rules or regulations in place. And a lot of people are billing themselves as something that they're not, or at least overselling themselves, making you think that they have an obligation to you that they don't actually have. Yeah, man. Another reason too, a lot of people want to go to financial advisors is they think, uh, and that they're told uh, by financial advisors too, uh, that their money will just do that much better being managed by somebody, right? Like right. somebody that does this for a living, that's a professional, that's an official financial planner, uh, that they can beat the market. You go with me, we're going to crush the market, yeah. son. <laughs> well, and guess what? It's going to make you rich. If you could do that, you wouldn't be coming to me as a client trying to get my dollars. But yeah, I mean, the fact is, is that, I mean, it's not impossible to beat the market, right? But, but it's dang close. It's Yeah, it's, it's virtually impossible. It's, it's really, really hard. And it makes me think of uh, Warren Buffett, the Warren Buffett uh, bet or whatever. Yes, that's exactly what it makes me think of too. Yeah, so it's been 10 years now. Uh, back in 07, Warren Buffett basically made a, like a $1 million wager, <laughs> which is awesome. $1 million bet with uh, some hedge fund guys. And the whole thing was that like, all right, in the next 10 years, whose money is going to do better? money that's put in these hedge funds that's able to be reallocated and shifted around and you these know, fancy dudes with expensive educations and fancy yes. suits the wall street guys right yeah. moving things around versus warren buffett's approach which is low cost s p 500 index funds nothing changes it's just the same thing no movement at all which virtually. is pretty much the exact fund that you and i talked about in, yeah. a, in episode nine on our episode which is which is the one that you and i are invested in yeah that's what we do and so we're gonna be just like warren buffett <laughs> man if we can be just like warren buffett that's a good thing right i mean i think he's a, a wise example to follow he's one of those few people that over over time over the long haul has been able to beat the actual stock market yeah, returns which is crazy <laughs> it is and, and even still he still recommends to not do that that's what's awesome is like it's like he can do it but he's just like no, no no don't do that you just need to focus on low fees and sticking with the actual market yeah 
being highly diversified in that. Yeah, I think anybody out there who says, you know what, well, uh, you just said Warren Buffett can do it, so why can't I do it? Well, I, I think that's like saying I'm going to play basketball like LeBron James. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there are certain people that have been given like a genius level of talent, and he is one of those. And so to hold yourself up to that standard, to think that you're going to invest like Warren Buffett or play basketball like LeBron James, they're just both crazy things to think. Or to think like your friend who knows a guy could do that. Yeah. Right. That's not yeah. going to pan out either. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> nah, man. My sister's college roommate, uh, yeah. her <laughs> husband, he he knows what's up and he's going to... Yeah. It's not going to happen, he's man. He's going to make me good money in the market, right? It's not going to pan out. So what's cool about that story, though, is that it's been 10 years now. Uh, that started in 07 and it wrapped up in 2017. And just earlier this year, Warren Buffett basically you know, released the results of that. And the range for the hedge fund guys was between... 0.3% to 6.5%. So all throughout there, I don't know what the actual average was, I guess around three, some, three something right there in the middle versus Warren Buffett's rate of return, which was 8.5% over the past 10 years, man. Keeping it simple, not doing anything, setting it and forgetting it. Amazing. Literally zero cost and he totally smoked them. You know, like uh, I just love that. It's, it's so awesome. And so on that note, uh, your financial advisor, your friend's dude that knows a dude, they're not going to beat the market and they're not going to be able to give you the returns that they say they can. They talk a big game, but go Warren Buffett style. And what does Warren Buffett emphasize over everything else? Well, it's really two things. It's high diversification and low fees. And Morningstar came out with a survey just a, a few years back. And ultimately, they said that fees were the most reliable predictor of being in a good fund or not. And so you're going to have more money over time if you are invested in a low fee fund than if you're invested in a fund with high fees. Yeah, what's funny about that though, I feel like a lot of times, like immediately when I heard that, I started thinking, oh, you want to get like the fancy funds that are kind of expensive because that's where you're going to see the return. But like, no, like that's the difference is that the return is basically going to be the same assuming they're invested in the same thing. Uh, the difference is on the sort of the bottom end, the expenses associated with those funds. You want to get a fund with very little expenses and it's going to perform better than an equivalent fund because of the expense ratio. And so even that 1%, which is going to be typical. That's uh, when you look up the stats for how much financial advisors charge for their know-how. It's going to be one, just over right, 1%. Yeah, right around 1% annually on the assets that they're managing. Exactly. Yeah. And so that 1%, it doesn't really sound like that much because in most areas of our lives, 1% is almost nothing, right? Uh, yeah, 1% tip. What's wrong with you, man? Get out of here. <laughs> right. <laughs> 1% means very little. <laughs> yeah, but, it's nothing. But it, but when it comes to the magic of compound interest and how that money stacks up over time, that 1% is actually this amazingly huge number that you have to be super concerned about. And so one of the main reasons to forego seeing a financial advisor and figuring out how to do it yourself is that your returns over time are actually crushed by paying that 1% to a person as opposed to taking on this initiative yourself and figuring out how to invest your own money. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. And if you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade, lounge access... Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. 
Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at NerdWallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000 plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money i'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans we always like to get the families together matt for a week yeah, at the we beach do. every single summer we've already got that trip to saint simon's on the calendar pumped for that but sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host, or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Spring cleaning is kind of a, an annual rite of passage. We've all got to do it. Minimize the junk that we have in our house. Emily and I, we just cleaned our closets out. It took hours, but it was so worth it. Now we've only got stuff in there that we love, and it's easier to find everything too. And so, you know, while cleaning your closets is helpful, well, there's something else you can do for your family this spring. Shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius, for example, is a really important part of your financial planning for the year. That's right. Yeah. And here is the thing that's important to remember because you might be thinking you don't need to check out Policy Genius because you've got a policy through work. But even if you have a life insurance policy through your job, it may not offer you enough protection for your family's needs. And it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius works for you, not the insurance companies, and that means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. All right, Matt, but I guess we have to say if you really, really feel like you need a hand holding, if you really need some help with your investments and you don't feel comfortable going it alone, well, now more than ever, we've got access to software. <laughs> <laughs> software technology. Yeah, that, basically. Yeah, that can make a huge difference and help you out. Avoid some of those high fees like we we're just talking about, but still help you feel comfortable with your choices. Yeah, man. There's a lot of robo advisors now is kind of what basically what they're called. They're just kind of newer companies that have the algorithms and all the formulas worked out for you. 
And they still take a percentage. It's just not nearly as high as what you would see with a human traditional financial advisor. So like we were saying earlier, typically you're looking at a 1% fee with a traditional human financial advisor. With a lot of these robo-advisors, you're looking at like around 0.25%, right? Yeah. And so like Betterment and Wealthfront, so Betterment.com and Wealthfront.com, they're kind of two of the major players in that space and they both take that quarter of a percentage fee. And Betterment has a premium model that's 0.4% and that involves getting to talk to a human about some of these financial questions that come up that you have um, when it comes to planning for the future or how to structure your investments and create an optimal tax strategy. So if you have questions like that, you can join um, Betterment Premium. But ultimately, those kind of options are going to be far less damaging to your returns over time. You'll have a lot more wealth in retirement and you'll feel a little more confident about the investing choices that you're making going with a robo-advisor as opposed to paying 1% or more of your assets to Joe Blow down the block to walk you through it. Yeah. And there are actually some new lower cost options if you want to have somebody uh, like an actual human being looking over your investments. Yeah. And we said that ultimately the best way if you're going to have a financial advisor to go about it is to pay an hourly rate or an annual fee, not a percentage of your assets. It's a much more straightforward arrangement and you know that the advice that you're getting is unbiased as opposed to going into a model where that advisor takes a commission or a bounty for selling you certain products. And my favorite service that I've seen working on this model is a service called Grove. And you can check it out at the website hellogrove.com. It's $600 for a year because Grove is actually more of a tech company than they are just a financial service company. But they've really figured out a way to make this model gel perfectly. And so they put all of your information kind of into a back-end computer. But there's a financial advisor that works with you to lay out a financial plan and help you figure out where best to allocate your money for only $600 a year. It's really incredible. I love what they're doing. And I think anybody that feels pretty uncertain and really wants the advice of a, of a professional, something like Grove is this perfect happy medium for folks that want some of that personal interaction, but don't want to pay the price tag that normally comes associated with that. And you also avoid some of the pitfalls that come with meeting with a financial advisor that's recommended to you by a friend of a friend who might not be looking out for your best interest. Yeah. And I also saw too that Vanguard now has this thing called Vanguard Personal Advisors. And they actually take 0.3% annually of assets managed. And again, that kind of goes back to the percentage of your total portfolio, which it kind of doesn't feel great because it's like, oh, I don't want to pay more, more money if I actually have more money. But even still, when you're looking at it, that's still way, way more affordable than a traditional financial advisor. Yeah. And so if you have questions, if you want to talk to a human, if you're nervous about the state of your portfolio or where what your money's invested in, you know, a service like Grove or Vanguard's personal advisors might be worth it to you because they're far lower cost than what the industry averages. But you're still talking to a fiduciary, which means that the person that you're speaking to has your best interest in mind. Yeah, man. And I think another approach to this, uh, you know, like if you think that you need that sort of extra boost of confidence, like you, you're going to agree to go ahead and pay, uh, do go with some of the lower cost services. But go into it too with a mindset of knowing that you're going to learn. Like, Don't go into this thinking, okay, I'm going to go in now and this is just something I'm now going to pay every single year forever. <laughs> go into it maybe just for a year or even less than that, man. Just like for a couple of months even. Uh, if, if you can get enough FaceTime with somebody 
to where you can learn, to where you can figure out why it is that they're doing what they're doing and learn sort of the reason and the why behind what it is that, that they're doing. Then you gain all that knowledge yourself and then you can basically do that forever <laughs> without having to pay that fee. Uh, I mean, the goal is to learn. And regardless of where your money is being invested, you want to be able to have an understanding of where your money is. And if you can't explain where your money is and, and how it's being invested, that's just not a great position to be in. Yeah, I agree. If you're going to visit a financial advisor, you need to go into it with a mindset like that. Because ultimately, a financial advisor is not going to magically find more money in your budget every month. They don't have a magic pill to help fund your kid's college and also ensure that you're able to retire exactly when you want to. A lot of these things come down to saving more, <laughs> spending less, allocating more of your money every month towards your retirement accounts, and continuing to do that year after year. And these are the kind of things that you can learn yourself. And like we said earlier, the financial services industry wants to make it sound like it's this really difficult thing that only people with fancy educations and suits know how to do. Right. But it's just not. <laughs> but that's just not the case. Yeah, it's not that complicated. And especially in this day and age, there's so many great people teaching these things for free on the internet or podcasts. That's us. <laughs> When it comes down to it, managing your finances is not as difficult as the financial services industry wants you to think it is. Do these three things. Invest more of your money, invest your money in low-cost mutual funds, and be well diversified. If you do those three things, you've empowered yourself to take control of your own money, and you can skip hiring a financial advisor. You'll be golden, right? You'll be able to save more. And in fact, you'll do better than you would have had you hired an expensive financial advisor because you'll be saving that money and sticking that money into the investments as well. You'll be set. And ultimately, that's one of the two greatest pitfalls that you face in hiring a financial planner. It's either putting money towards the service and therefore not towards your investments, which will compound over time, or there's danger in putting money with someone who has their own best interest in mind. Is putting your money in things that are high fee, high commission, and terrible for you. All right, Maddie, back to the beer, buddy. Yeah, man, I'm just reminded of how delicious this beer is and why I liked it so much the very first time I had it. You know, it's just so so solid. That clear golden ale. This is like the kind of beer I want to have when I'm like eating pizza. <laughs> like say, a good pizza, you know, not like yeah. pizza. I would say it's it's simple and elegant. Like your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go there. Oh, I think my mom's a lot more complicated than you realize, man. You, <laughs> you need to get to know the real mama, poor, not poor. <laughs> but yeah, thanks again to Allagash for sending this beer over. Absolutely delicious. Really fun to revisit something that haven't, we haven't had in a really long time. Yeah. And now that they're, yeah, again, releasing these in 12 ounce bottles, this is something I'm going to be way more prone to just pick up sort of casually versus going in and getting the huge bottle. Uh, feeling like you got to go for it. So let's go ahead and do a quick little recap, Joel. Do you need a financial advisor? The quick answer, no. Yeah, because ultimately retirement investing is simpler than you think. And check out episode nine of our podcast where we go through the basics of how to intelligently invest your money. And Joel, another reason you want to avoid uh, going with a financial advisor is because they can be crazy expensive. They can take a huge chunk out of your potential earnings and what could be going back into your portfolio to reinvest where you would see that compound growth year after year. Yeah. And that makes such a huge difference over time. Like we mentioned briefly. Yeah. Short term, not that big of a deal. Long term, huge deal. 1% seems like nothing. But in reality, when it plays out over the long term, 1% is massive. Yeah. 
And then ultimately, financial advisors don't always point you in the right direction. So it can be even more costly than that percentage fee that you think you're paying to them. They might be steering you into funds that aren't right for you or selling you financial services that ultimately pad their own pockets and don't serve you well. Which is why if you are going to go with a financial advisor, you need to make sure to find out that they are a fiduciary, which means they have to and they are obligated to put your financial interests ahead of their own. They have to do what's best for you. Okay, Joel. So then, you know, what's next? Like we basically gone through all the different reasons why you shouldn't have a financial advisor. We just listed them. So instead, a few things on what you do need to do now. The first being invest more. At the very least, you need to be getting a match if you're offered a match through your 401k at work. But it's definitely worth looking at to see how much you're investing. And what we're talking about is basically your savings rate. How much of your actual paycheck uh, are you putting towards investments? Yeah. So consider opening a Roth IRA on top of that, or at minimum, up your savings rate in your 401k through work 1% every six months. That will ensure that you're investing more. So instead of paying money to a financial advisor, just up the rate at which you are investing your money. Yeah, Joel, the other aspect of that is to invest. Make sure you're investing in low-cost, well-diversified funds. And the best way to get there is to consider opening a retirement account with a company like Vanguard, which is our personal favorite, or a company like Schwab or Fidelity, who also have awesome uh, low-cost index funds. Yeah, Matt. So ultimately, the financial services industry wants to make you think that this is rocket science, that it's way more difficult than it is. And that if you even want to retire someday, you have to have a financial advisor on your side. And we're here to say, no, that's crazy. Yeah. You're smart. <laughs> You can figure out this investing thing. And certainly there are a lot more things that financial advisors offer. And we'll get into more of those in upcoming episodes, but specifically in regards to investing, which is the main reason that people seek out a financial advisor because they don't think they know how to handle their investments. And so we're saying, no, 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 no. Scrap the financial advisor. You don't need them because investing for your retirement, which is the main reason that people go seek a financial advisor in the first place, is actually really simple. Yeah, man. Gosh, there's just so much fear. And not that every financial planner kind of takes this approach, right? Where they're like, oh, you know, you need to be fearful of, of your future and what the future is going to hold for you and how that's going to affect your family. But it seems like that's sort of, that can be an underlying sort of tone. Yeah, that's a tactic that gets used to cause worry in your life. Yeah. And we're here to say, no, 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 be confident. I hope at the end of this episode, you feel empowered to take on this responsibility yourself. And hopefully you've realized that it's actually a lot easier than you thought it was. Thanks everyone for listening. Our home on the web is howtomoney.com. We'll have show notes up there for this episode. And be sure to review and subscribe to us if you could on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. So until next time, thanks for listening, guys. Best friends out. Best friends out. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 